1: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this bundled savings vary and are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions you're listening to the out of bounds podcast brought to you by the premium cigars at havana smoke shop in jackson and on the reservoir havana smoke shop for your premium cigars everybody listen carefully you're listening to the sec insider hit on the boat bound show fueled by fleetway market fuel up your car and cooler at fleetway this football season let's go We, we, we've got to give a shout-out to Chris, uh, one of our great listeners, who's been up here before. He's had lunch with us. But he just dropped off some honey butter chicken biscuits from Ooh. B3, which is Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. They're open for breakfast. New location in Madison on Main Street. And I don't know why, but I feel like a kid when I get to say honey butter chicken biscuit. And if you say it real fast, I, I need to put a little more southern on it. Uh, Will's just happy that he gets to eat in here this morning. Honey butter chicken biscuit. Yeah. Yes, sir. B three burgers, blues and barbecue. They're open for lunch and dinner too. Two great places in Madison and uh, Brandon. Chris just locked himself into a one listenership. He's P one. Yeah. Well, a P one. Yeah. He is. He's a P one. He he makes the cut on the eighteen person oh, dinner. Oh, oh. Chris is lead. He might be a one seed baby. Yeah. That that uh, award winning chef and pitmaster. Jeff Jones with jonesyq.com will be cooking for 18 amazing listeners at some time this spring. Um, I guess at my boathouse. Is that what we're going to do? Blake? That's right. Or the clubhouse. We'll, okay, we'll, get, it, we'll get it worked out. Yeah. All right, I got to pay for the clubhouse. I don't have to pay for the boathouse. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to ex- rent it. Jeff's expensive as heck. So like, you're going to pay for well, Jeff I got to figure out what this budget's going to look like as I'm jumping into the... Uh, bourbon brussels reserve bourbon modello tito's and i don't know what we're going to eat but it'll be good it's only going to be wagyu and lobster well we did wagyu meatloaf last last time jeff Mm. uh uh cooked for us and it was fabulous and that's and that's why and uh, and that was beef prices have gone through the roof with covid i was about to say that's why we only have one intern because you spent all your money on jeff's party golly (laughs) it's unreal all right uh, the Out of Bounds show is, uh, well, speaking of great beef, we'll go with Welcome Home Beef, uh, the, and that's local farms here in Mississippi producing uh, wonderful steaks and hamburger meat and so on. Welcome Home Beef. Uh, we want to welcome it. You just took a bite of that biscuit in front of me, and I have to do this interview for 23 yeah, 20 minutes? I'm so glad I don't have to talk. Let me bring in <laughs> Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, who's actually a pro NFL analyst. He joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Steve, uh, I have to do this interview. Blake's over there with his mouth full with the honey butter chicken biscuit. How does that work?
0: You just you can eat too, man. I'll just uh, I'll just go monologue for uh, <laughs> a here. Yeah, see, I could just do the do generic. You guys just make me so hungry every time I come on the show here. What Dude, the
1: heck? Uh, all right. Speaking of Steve Palazzolo, you're you're an NFL insider with a super cool business slash website podcast. All the stuff y'all do, pff.com. What is, your, you know, what is your schedule and menu look like on Sunday uh, as you approach this Bengals-Rams game as far as how you'll, you know, how you'll start prepping and the food and all that?
0: So I've actually got, um, I've got some connections right now around town. We've got a, a group at the church that I attend. We've got a whole good group of guys there that we're going to watch the game together uh, while I'm working but there's uh one guy there who is a, who's a chef and he's going to be making some homemade tacos and everything for us. So he won some, won some awards for his tacos and fresh nachos and everything. So, uh, we, I'm, we've got the hookup for, uh, for the super bowl. Oh, man street
1: tacos. Are you kidding me? All right. So you're, you're in, you've got the right plan as far as food and. Uh, I, what do you do? Do you have your laptop up? Do you take? No, do you write notes out? Tell me what you do when you're watching the game. To you know, oh, I need to take a note here. Type deal.
0: Yeah, it's usually you know having Twitter up, you know, keeping tabs on everything there, and then um, I will I will make myself some notes along the way. Key plays um, in in the last few years, really key decisions that could that uh, that coaches make, fourth down decisions, that type of thing. Um, so I can go back and uh, remember it as we break it all down on Monday. So, yeah, a little bit of note-taking as the, as the game goes on.
1: Okay. Hey, what did you make? of? Uh, uh, do you have a beverage, or do you have to stay totally clear-head since you're a professional,
0: so to speak? No, I'm, I'm very professional, and uh, I've actually stopped drinking these last couple of years, so I just try to stay as hydrated as possible. So, uh, strong water, a lot of good water. <laughs> nothing exciting
1: do you agree I was listening to a couple of media critics that said that Tony Romo did not have a good game um in the Blake what was it was it singles a- yeah 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 AFC championship game where Tony off the cuff was talking about uh challenging or reviewing a penalty which is not reviewable and th- and and that there, that you're as as an analyst, your job is to get those simple things right because we forget how many people are watching that don't know a rule like that. They may be fans, they just don't know a rule like that. One did you did you and the PFF crew pick up on that and what is your reaction?
0: Yeah, it, Romo's interesting because I think um, I think he's kind of an acquired taste because um, I think I think the people that really like Romo appreciate his energy. Um, I think he does a really good job breaking down end of game situations as far as, uh, from the quarterback standpoint, how much time you have, how you handle it, you know, in that particular game, he was like, Hey, look, the Bengals might never see the ball again. This might just be the chiefs driving the ball down all the way. And he was right. I mean, there are elements to the game management stuff that he gets right. I think other times, yeah, he does get, um, a little bit too excited. I'll challenge this. Was it a catch? Was it not? He gets a little bit too dramatic. So I think it depends on where you land on that, um, you know, the energy that Romo brings. Spectrum. I don't think his job is to predict plays, and that's kind of how he made himself famous. Like, oh, they're going to run right here, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you do have to, you do have to get the simple stuff right, and then sometimes there's a lot of people who just believe less is more, and and it's tough if you sometimes if you just think about listening to the broadcasters, like Al Michaels, he just lets the action speak for itself a lot of the time, right? So and he's play by play, but. Um, sometimes less is more. and You don't have to comment on absolutely everything. You don't really notice that sometimes until you really see it in action. So I think Romo probably tries to do a little bit too much at times.
1: Okay. Do you agree? Because I was listening to, to Jimmy Traina and uh, Brian Fisher, uh, you know, media critics debate this whole thing. And, and they didn't throw Romo under the bus by any stretch, but they were talking about him at the end of the game. And, they, and Brian Fisher especially felt like he tripped all over himself. He said that Tony doesn't care at all about what's going on in the trenches and that the uh, Fox broadcast is totally different because Aitman will walk you through some of the things that are going, through, uh, going on in the trenches and that for Tony, it's just seven-on-seven seven football. You agree or disagree?
0: No, I think that's probably a fair criticism. Um, and, you know, even, you know, my boss, Chris Collinsworth, I always have to talk him up, too. I think Chris does a really good job, too, of, and Chris's producer is Fred Gadelli, who's also great. And I don't think people realize the guy's a legend. The producer is. Yeah, Fred, Fred is outstanding. We do, we work with NBC. We help prep them for their games and everything. And the level of detail that Fred brings to the table is incredible. So he's in. Chris's ear at all times, and you'll, you know, Sunday night it'll be like, "Hey, we we're gonna watch identity, the right guard against Donald, right?" They're, they're gonna watch him, and they're gonna go into the game knowing this is the matchup we're gonna we're gonna be keeping an eye on. So, we'll probably there'll be a lot of Aaron Donald stuff on Sunday night. I assume uh, from the NBC broadcast because they're prepared for it because they're going in watching where Aaron Donald moves around and all that stuff because they've identified it as a key matchup. I think in college, Kirk Street's really good. Because they get the replay like right away. He is so. I think Herb Street's really good at diagnosing right away what happened. So by the time we're seeing the replay on TV, he's like, "Oh, this was this is a linebacker blown gap, whatever it is." Um, so yeah, I do think there are. I think Herb Street does a good job. Chris does a good job. Maybe Aikman um, identifying matchups, identifying um, stuff in the trenches where maybe. Uh, you know, Romo just hasn't, you know, expanded his skill set to that point
1: just yet. Yeah, and by the way, I'm not just saying this. I think your boss, Chris Collinsworth, does an excellent job. Um, but, all right, so let's stay with this for a second before we get all into, you know, Bengals Rams, because we had some of this with you last week. He is Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, pff.com, and uh, he's going to go tacos and nachos for some of his menu for Super Bowl, which I think is a home run.
0: Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The legends are true.
1: Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's,
0: The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Donald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go!
1: And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now, let's talk Peyton and Eli on the Manning cast. So... You're in the business. You're looking at all the things that we don't necessarily look at. Um, do you like? Uh, you may not watch it every Monday night, but they just signed on and added another year through 2024. The Manning, Peyton, and Eli, the Manning Cast. Do you like that format at all? No, I don't like it. How do you see
0: it, Steve? No, I, I thought they did a great job. You know, they're they're both funny. They're witty. Maybe maybe it it got old. Um, you know, some of the jabs that they take at each other because you can run out of material. But I, I thought they did a really good job. And, and it was tough because, you know, sometimes the production value, you've got internet issues and delays and all that stuff. I mean, they had to battle through a lot of stuff. I think one of the – it's not even a criticism, but one of the things people is, people said is if, if your team is playing Monday Night Football, you're probably not, you probably don't want to watch the Manning cast, right? I think if you're if you're not a fan of the team's playing, it's probably great for you. Um, but if you are a fan, I think you lose some of the atmosphere, you lose the the crowd noise, you lose some of the the actual analysis of what's happening on the field and all that stuff. So I could see I could see the value in the main broadcast, but I thought for for a second screen, it's tough to keep a second screen broadcast relevant and fun. And, and I thought they did a great job of that. That's a good point. The combination of feeling like you're watching the game, interviewing different types of people breaking down plays, I thought it was – I thought a well, lot that was really good. And then just – they they just seemed like they were having fun. And to me, that's one of the biggest things, right? When I listen to something and somebody tells me they're having fun or they feel like they're having fun, it's easier to have fun with them. And I thought the Manning's did a great job with
1: that. I agree. And I think Eli is good. But I think when Peyton starts to uh, go at analyst on us, it's awesome. How do you see
0: it? No, absolutely. I mean, i I, I don't think – I mean – I think people are still surprised at how in-depth football is when you hear quarterbacks break it down. Um, and and, it, and you have to find that balance between getting into, like, you know, Gruden-esque five-sentence play calls and just saying, here's what we're trying to do, and here's what went right, and here's what went wrong, you know? And I think Peyton does do a really good job of that because it is a complicated game, but it can also be really, really simple. Um, and I think he does a really good job of that for sure. All
1: right, let's go into – are you – Are you finding it difficult to not wear your Bengals hat and (laughs) and give? No, I'm just asking. I mean, and give analysis on the game. I mean, I know you do it, but uh, you know you want you want the Bengals to win. I would think, but you also have a way to analyze and break down the game. How's that working for you going into Sunday?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really, really care about the outcomes of the games and all that stuff. It's fine, but I'm. I'm excited. I mean, you drive around town, there's just pop-up Bengals, Super Bowl gear, stands, and all sorts of stuff, so um, it is an exciting time here, and I think the the, the one place where my usual analysis hat, you know, sometimes I might take it off, it's like, well, the Bengals don't make a ton of sense being here, right? I mean, the the defense is pretty good, but they've just been opportunistic. That's really tough to sustain. Uh, yeah, they've got their offensive line issues. burrow has been great. Jamar Chase has been great, but nobody's expecting the Bengals to be here. Um, so even from an analysis standpoint, it's like, hey, the Rams are a better team, right? They've got that defensive line. They've got a great passing attack. They've got everything on paper. But the there's something about the way the Bengals have been able to pull things off, come back when they need to uh, make plays in the fourth quarter um, that even our numbers don't always seem to capture. That's
1: Okay. The line's three and a half. Rams are the favorite. Which way would you go on a bet?
0: Right now, this is where, again, I think my heart's taken over that it's Cincinnati. Uh, I can see, though, that this is the most difficult defense the Bengals have faced. Um, I know the Titans sacked them nine times, but still, it is. The Rams have the best combination of pass rush and back seven as far as I could see a low-scoring game where both teams do like to run the ball on early downs, and they might shorten the game a little bit on both sides. So I think it'll be close. I think it'll be short. I think um, it'll be tough for the Bengals to replicate some of those, you know, those turnovers they've gotten these last few weeks. But, man, Stafford, Stafford has one or two plays a game where he's going to give you an opportunity. So I'm going to lean Bengals against my better judgment because I think the Rams, uh, they do have all those pieces to uh, to win a Super Bowl. but. I think the Bengals are going to are gonna pull it off here.
1: Dude, I'll take the points, too, all day long. Three and a half, give them to me. Or should have jumped on it earlier and gotten even more. A lot,
0: a lot of our guys take better quarterback getting points, right? And we do have Burroughs, our highest-graded quarterback this year uh, by PFF standards. He has taken some negative plays as far as the sacks go, but throw for throw, Burroughs has been as good as it gets in the NFL. And he's an underdog, so I think it is a pretty solid bet.
1: Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, NFL Analyst, PFF.com. What does this mean for Stafford's legacy
0: Sunday? Oh, man. I mean, this is the difference between, you know, him just being this high volume. He's, he's going to have great stats at the end of his career as far as counting stats go and all that stuff. People are already talking about if this puts him in the Hall of Fame, which I which I think is a bit extreme. I think, you you know, playoffs matter and moments matter, but, that's how big of it, big it is for his legacy. The fact that you can even have that Hall of Fame conversation with Matthew Stafford if they pull it off, and he's a big factor in this. So I think it's huge. I mean, I think it somewhat justifies the narrative that maybe he was stuck in Detroit and, uh, you know, could have won a whole lot more if he was given a better situation. I, I think it's as big for Sean McVay, right? I mean, Sean McVay's second hand-picked quarterback, you know, saying, this is the guy I need to go back to my ownership and say, I know we just invested in Jared Goff, but we're going to trade him and get this other guy, Stafford. Well, you better be right, Sean. So there's a lot of justification here for the Rams as well. So I think it's it's massive from a storyline standpoint, you know, with, um, with Stafford doing this at this point in his career and the Rams going to get him and maybe making that right move and being aggressive.
1: Yeah, Les Snead and McVeigh look like geniuses right now. Um, trading away a bunch of picks. Picking up Stafford and Von Miller and all the other dudes, no doubt. Steve Palazzolo is everybody going to do that? Go yeah. Forward. Well, okay. That's yeah. what like, n- I, this is a copycat a league, and you know this. By, by the way, for our listeners, I did not tee this up well. Steve Palazzolo lives in Cincinnati. My bad. I take that for granted that people know that. Yeah. That's why I started the interview the way I did 16 minutes ago. He is in the town that has been going absolutely bonkers since Christmas when they started getting ro- – well, they've been rolling, but really getting rolling, going through the playoffs and so on. So it's got to be un, you know, unbelievable to, uh, to be a part of that the last month, and that's what sports is all about. <laughs> Red Baron's new fully-loaded toss style pizza is so full of toppings. Hold on there, partner. That there pizza is big enough for the both of us. With a half-pound of toppings and a soft, chewy crust, it sure is. Problem is, though, this town ain't. <gasps> Introducing the Red Baron fully-loaded toss style pizza. Share
0: something awesome.
1: A new equation for switching on outcomes is here from PwC. It's human-led and tech-powered. It's PwC with Oracle, SAP, Salesforce, and Workday. It's PwC with Microsoft, AWS, and Google. Simplify your systems and amplify your results. Switch on outcomes with PwC and their alliances. Learn more at pwc.com. So uh, do you think with it being a copycat league, do you expect to see another, I don't know, three to five teams every year kind of try to make that, this type of move, Steve?
0: Yeah, I, I could see it. It is, um, you know, at PFF, we work with all 32 NFL teams. They're all clients of our, you know, they, they get our data and buy our products and all that stuff. And it is, it is fascinating to me that it's a copycat league, but there's also really 32 different I could see that. Uh, I, I think the NFL sometimes overreacts too much. I thought the Chiefs overreacted to their offensive line in the Super Bowl last year, and they invested too much in their line this year, and it did come back to bite at one point where their offense just didn't have enough playmakers. But um, yeah, I could see some teams looking at the Rams and saying, yeah, yeah, they're right. They've got it. They've got it right. They've done the research. Established NFL players might be more valuable than late first-round picks. Let's let's go and try to replicate that.
1: Steve Palazzo from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, or living in Cincinnati, Ohio, joining joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. dot com. Do you do you know of anyone, uh, friend or otherwise, that has a Cincinnati Bengals tattoo?
0: <laughs> no, I have um, no, but I've seen people around town with, you know, like orange and black mohawks. I mean, just like <laughs> full on gear during the last couple weeks, full-on here. I mean, it is it is pretty intense over here. They don't know what to do with themselves. Those fans I, here. No tattoos, just yet though.
1: That is so cool. I just, I love it. All right. Um, how big of an edge do you give McVay, head coach of the Rams, over Zach Taylor, if at all, over Zach Taylor and the Bengals?
0: I, I honestly don't think it's massive. I mean, it depends on what you're looking at. I think McVay is really good at crafting offense and, and, and things that happened, you know, before Sunday, I thought the AFC, the NFC championship, I thought McVay got away with some really bad decisions. I mean, sometimes he gets way too emotional when it comes to challenging plays. He had two bad challenges. They had no timeouts at the end of the game. Uh, timeouts are extremely valuable in the second half and, and they didn't have any, it didn't come back to bite at all because Jimmy Garoppolo threw the game away. But in most most games in the second half and at the end of the game, timeout dictate whether or not you get an extra possession, whether or not you can run the clock, whether, whatever it might be. So I think the game management part of McVay's game, is not great. I mean, he had a bad screen call, you know, in the red zone last time. There, there, There's plenty to pick apart with McVay. There's plenty to pick apart with Zach Taylor, but um, Taylor's also done really smart things like what they did against the chiefs at the end of the regular season, where they ran the clock out instead of kicking a field goal and essentially said don't give the Chiefs the ball back. Um, so I don't think it's that drastic of a difference between McVay and Zach Taylor as far as in-game management goes. Um, McVay, though, I think has a really nice track record of just getting his team to play, creating offense, creating an offense you know for his players to succeed. Um, so there's probably an advantage there for the Rams. But, again, on game day, um, I think both coaches need to do a better job as far as fourth down decision makings and just making sure they're not getting too emotional as far as challenges go
1: last one i got a minute uh what what's the best head coaching hire new head coaching hire in the nfl
0: oh man i, I kind of like mike mcdaniel to the dolphins i'm thinking mcdaniel and then kevin o'connell for the vikings o'connell with the vikings it's it's more about i i trust that Quasi's the new gm there crazy adolfo mensa i trust his judgment so i think he found a good guy there and with the dolphins Mike McDaniel, the Kyle Shanahan scheme and system, has a very good history of maximizing quarterback play. So I think they're going to give Tua an opportunity to to maximize his ability there, at least uh, for the the next couple years.
1: So you you think that if anybody can do it, Mike McDaniel may be able to to save Tua's career.
0: Yeah, and if for nothing else, I compared Tua to Jimmy Garoppolo coming out for better or for worse. So you know that's who McDaniel just you know got the most out of the last couple of years in San Francisco. So I get to at least see my analysis uh, play out in real time, Garoppolo and, uh, and Tua.
1: All right. Enjoy the uh, the tacos and the nachos, okay?
0: Yes, thank you. And if your listeners want to send some stuff to Cincinnati, too, <laughs> I'm all for it, you know? I know it's, I'm, You can't drop it off in person. But
1: Blake ate that honey butter chicken biscuit in like eight seconds, Steve, in front of me. <laughs> Go just- get yours. I know, already, I'm on my uh, way now. All right.
0: well, I am long-winded.
1: <laughs> Have fun. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, what's What's going to be great with Palazzo is we'll turn the page and get into the draft and Matt Corral and Charles Cross and N'Kobe Dean and all the other guys that y'all want to talk about. Uh, well, it, And even Sam Williams and Martin Emerson, those guys are about to make some money. I mean, you've got several guys coming out of Oxford and Startville that are going to make some some money, but Matt Crow and Charles Cross are going to make an enormous amount of money uh, in the next couple of months. The Out of Bounds Show, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. It's brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland. That's Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland.